This week on The Clubhouse, we're back. Kind of. Quite a lot has happened to one of the co-hosts of this show over the past calendar year. The stars aren't going to trek themselves. And as much as Anthony and I would love to come out with weekly shows, that's just going to be tough to pull off for the foreseeable future. However, we are going to figure out how to make this work. We just need a little patience and understanding from you wonderful baseball nerds. What we may lack in quantity this season, we will more than make up for in quality. We have a handful of episodes that we are excited to share with you this season, starting with this one. There is no better way to kick off the season than with our most frequent guest, Jimmy Pardo. On to the show. Blue Jays win it! Touch them all, Joe! You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life! Got him! 20 strikeouts! He ties the Major League record! There it goes! See ya! I don't believe what I just saw! He's out by five feet at the plate! And that was the worst base running in the history of the game! Fly ball, left field, it's deep! It's way back! The Tigers are going to the World Series! The Twins have won it! It's a 1-0-10-8 Welcome to the show, everybody. It is a wonderful day for baseball. I'm Anish Jane, and sitting next to me, as always, is Mr. Anthony Rapp. I am indeed sitting next to you. If the Clubhouse podcast had its own Hall of Fame of guests, clearly... This guy would be a first balloter. Maybe even get 100% of the vote. Of course. You know him from his award-winning podcast, Never Not Funny, his three previous appearances on this very show. But today, of course, his only credit that matters is that he is a fan of the Chicago White Sox. Joining us in the clubhouse today, Jimmy Paul. frightened yet i'm not frightened as much as i am i'm still in my head that i this is this is my third appearance fourth are you are you can are you certain of that i'm almost positive it's either three or four it is well, an insane amount of time you said it with on. authority so i'm pretty sure it's four i'm pretty sure it's four i'll, I mean, I'll have to double I check i would say it's my third but i um i don't how I'm many times have you done numbers. never not funny because every time you do Never Not Funny... A, well, do we count the time when I did the live one in Toronto? No, because we didn't do... We, yeah, so there's that one, and then... I, I mean, I, I I mean, I would count that. <laughs> I don't know why Manish is so against it. <laughs> no, well, that's not an official appearance. For the purposes of this uh, 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 counting, we didn't do a, a clubhouse but, that night. Did I do a clubhouse your very first uh, time? Yeah, that was yeah. the whole, that was oh, the whole yeah, reason. Yeah, that's right. That was a, a home and away. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, that's right. So, yeah. Uh, so what I know is that I money's exchanged hands. And, and money's uh, about to exchange hands. Now, do again. we do that on this show or do we do that? I on think we do it on show? this show because on this show. Well, because first of all, we did it already once on your show, and your fans did not like it. I read some of the stuff, and they were very upset with 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 just kind of how long we took doing the money exchanging hands. And also, I feel I do, like I do four and a half hours a week. <laughs> if, if, if they can't handle me talking about a bet for seven minutes. Fast forward and move on. All right. And then also, I'm going to be super selfish here. That can be a super tease. Hey, all you Never Not Funny listeners, let's tease it on the Never Not Funny show. You said they don't care. How is that tease if they... (laughs) For the five of you that actually like listening. We may also do it on my show because... uh, Or or, or at least we're going to talk about it. We can talk about it, but you're going to be very interested to find out exactly... I did the the actual numbers, and it was a very surprising result. Do you want to do it now? I don't know. Based on how many appearances I may or may not have made on this show, I don't know if I trust your numbers. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, here, let's explain to the folks out there. Who I am? Uh, well, no, I well. feel like everyone knows who you are. Mm. Really? Mm. All right, Jimmy Pardo, he is a, a legendary stand-up comedian. I'm going to use the term legendary there. Seems very strong. No, I feel like it's pretty accurate. Very strong. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows who Jimmy is, right? No, no. But thank you. The Chicagoan. He's a Chicagoan. Oh, a noted really. Chicagoan. He likes sure. the White Sox. South he likes... of Chicago. South suburbs of Chicago originally. When did you begin your baseball journey? I feel like we've covered that before, but oh, what was the yeah, year yeah, that... We certainly talk about it on a baseball podcast. There's no reason why we can't revisit <laughs> that for the third or fourth time. Boy, I don't know. Next. I remember, I think the first game may have been a Cub game. I there believe it may have been a Cub Across game. Across Classic, you mean? Or? No, 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 no. Just no. any game. Uh, just any game. I think my father took us to see a Cub game, an afternoon Cub game on a Saturday or Sunday. Um, I remember where we sat. Uh, let's call it, uh, you know, really not good seats. The um, uh, There aren't that many bad seats in Wrigley. Though. Yeah, you get the obstructed view stuff. Down the line, down like the first baseline, like uh, maybe even with the right fielder. Yeah, what's wrong like, with that? Yeah, because you're kind of facing this way. So you got to crane your and neck. You, crane your you neck. got a little and, crick. And as a little kid, you know, that's uh, that's annoying. I wouldn't sit there today, to be honest with you. Have well, you been to Wrigley recently? I have not been to Wrigley Field since, and and I may be wrong here, the first... Uh, no, no, I went to... Oh, no, 1990... Summer of 94. Was the last time you were at Wrigley? It was the last time I was at Wrigley. Wow. Yeah. That is, is, is well, it I a principle? Here. No, I just moved here, and if I go home, I'm going to go see the White Sox because that's my team. Is that's such a beautiful ballpark. <laughs> I like well, the no, team. He's the, a White Sox. I, I, I look at the squad. I, I never, I'm not rooting for clothing. Squad? You just said squad. Or, that's right for humor. Uh, didn't you, I'm, Anthony, legendary, <laughs> it's legendary comedian. You heard me. Every word is chosen wonderfully. Sure. <laughs> not, except in that case. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not gonna. I, I, maybe I, I, I want to say it was summer of '94. I could be wow. wrong. So the, I mean, regardless, of the it's strike, been over, summer of the strike. Well, before the strike, obviously. But yeah, that was a horrible summer for me. I had a horrible breakup as well. Wow. And then the so there wasn't even baseball to help me get through see. this horrible, horrible breakup. So, you know, I don't think we've ever really talked about the strike on this show. I was I am considerably long, younger than both of you two gentlemen here. Yeah. Do we have do we have to use the word considerably? I am. I am considerably younger than both of you gentlemen. I was uh, I guess ten during the uh, the strike year, and I remember being very, very upset at everybody involved. I was upset against the players, I was upset against the owners, just why'd you take my baseball away? What was it like? Do you remember just kind of... Well, because the White Sox were great. Yeah. The White Sox were great in 94. They were coming off a great season in 93. Uh, Big Frank was carrying the squad. Was, uh, was Ventura still with you guys Robin at that point? Ventura was okay. certainly, yeah, Batman and Robin. They called them on posters around town. That annoyed me. <laughs> um, that annoyed you because you're not a fan of Batman and Robin? I don't know why it bothered me. It just, maybe because it seemed easy. Hmm. But there, but make no mistake, there was a there's something about it annoyed me. But I it, I don't think it bothers me today. What was the other one? Uh, Good guys were black. I think was another one of your your marketing. That was, marketing that was later, thing. wasn't it? No, that was right in there. Same? That was right oh. in that uh, that area. I want to say Roberto Hernandez was our closer. Um, first base would have been uh, Big Frank, of course. Second yeah. base would have been uh, little Craig Graybeck. I want to say. Shortstop Ozzie Guillen, well, who went on to be a, sure a award winning manager. Yes, horrible human being. Uh, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> An interesting human being would just say. He's, it was never a boring game to watch Ozzy uh, on that bench. No, he bothered me as a manager and a player. Oh, was, yeah, no, yeah. He wasn't good for you guys at all. Well, he, what? Was, he won the World Series. But you know my thoughts on that, Anthony. You could have managed that team to, <laughs> to the World Series. 
That team was yep. magic. Yep. That team had it all. Scott Pitsednik. Who, average player at best, right? Yep. Journeyman, who uh, was able to be on Saturday Night Live as a hero because of uh, that that season. Yes. <laughs> He's probably a nice man. Very handsome. Strikingly <laughs> handsome, Scott Pitsednik. <laughs> He's also not that tall, right? I don't think he's that tall, though. He's yeah. a speedster on yeah. the base paths. Yes. <laughs> who was the outfielder in, 90, in 94? In 94. Who, who, who would have been the 94. For the White Sox. You're asking me who the White Sox outfielder is yes. in 1994? Yeah. You guys are baseball fans. I assume you guys have every roster every season, every team memorized. You know, I do have friends like that. That, that is the most insane thing. Right? 1975, the fourth guy off the bench from the Boston Red Sox was insert name here. I just, that's, there's actually, there's a 10-year-old kid. In, uh, do you know much about like, a Sabre, the Sabre Convention, the Society of American Baseball Researchers? It's the nerdiest group of yeah. baseball people on the planet Earth. And they've got their big convention every year. And some, they've invited me a couple times to do a couple things. And I've shown up. And <laughs> this kid, I think Max, I believe his name is, he might be 12 or 13 at this point. But when I met him, he was 10. And you would ask him, you know, 1925, the Yankees, you know, uh, starting uh, nine. Boom. Every single name in a row. Of, all, of only Yankees? No, no, no. Or? Every single team. It was That's this weird, like, he would just sit there. They would do this this uh, trivia contest at the end of the day. And a lot of the questions were really, really difficult. And there's, Sabre is 70-plus-year-old dudes, basically, that are just sitting there. And they are the nerdiest of the nerd. This kid wins every single year. I Sounds don't like Why understand Why would anybody compete against Max? It sounds I, like Max is a shoe in I don't understand it either. But, don't you uh, find Sabre to be ruining the game? Sabre metrics? I couldn't agree with you more. And this is where... Oh, send well, you said that... <laughs> didn't you say it aggressively? It's yes. Like I was about to be attacked? No. You, you're agreeing with I me. I agree with you. I'm just preparing myself and you... For all the hate mail, you can send it uh, at Albino Kid. Why don't we send it all? Oh, to, yeah, all thank you. Your way. To Albino you need something to mix it up between that and Trekkies. Well, yes. what do you? Well, what do you think? Like, what are your thoughts on Saber Metrics? You general? know what? Look, I'm not uh, not very strong uh, on it. I just think that. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! Pulling back all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> equivocating. I don't. Uh, go ahead. Why do we? Uh, it's all numbers. <laughs> it's just just go with your gut. Go with your gut. <laughs> go with your gut entirely. I, I think there's a place for, we've talked about I don't that. disagree I with yeah, that. There's but, a place but for some of it. You have yeah. gotten more, when we first started this podcast, you were very anti-sabermetrics. And as the years have gone by, I've seen you get more oh. and more okay with it, which has been very no, interesting aspects, to watch. Only aspects. And I agree with that. I, I Nuance think and aspects. whip is good. I think there are certain stats. You know, whip, you know whip? Do you know enough about these things to know what whip is? Walks plus hits. Idiots. I, I, I've been in fantasy baseball oh, yeah. since okay. 1993, the year of our Lord. <laughs> yes. I'm celebrating 25 years in fantasy baseball. Oh, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. Three leagues I'm in. Oh. Maybe a total so you of know four yeah. wins over 25 years. Yes. <laughs> I'm not good. But you know that you know that some leagues have all sorts of other categories that they use too. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I OPS seems much better than simply batting average. For I believe instance. it is. You know. Yeah, no, I like OPS as well. I, I think there I, are I think on base percentage in general over batting average is there's is well, more important. Yes. I mean in, in today's game. Like well, so obviously that with Joey Votto, they're mad at Joey Votto for taking a yeah. walk when he should be hitting a home run. But he's getting on base and he's allowing somebody else to drive him in. So yeah. why is he the bad guy? Yeah, exactly. I well, interrupted yeah. you. I apologize. There, there, well, it won't be the first and <laughs> certainly it wasn't, it wasn't the first. <laughs> <laughs> um what was I say? Where? No. Sabermetrics, OPS. Yes. Uh, on base percentage. Yes. In the day, and you know, when you, we talked about this before, decades ago when people would strike out three times a year, right. then batting average had a little more weight in a certain sense. Right. And it's not to say batting average doesn't have weight, but 
if you know if you're getting on base at a huge clip and you have a lower batting average, where does it is it really that bad to have a lower I, batting? average? I don't disagree with that. I think my problem with sabermetrics comes when it becomes a predictor of things. I like it fine when we're. Or also, my biggest problem with sabermetrics is the WAR stat in general. I, I've had multiple <laughs> sabermetricians try to explain war to me. There's 15 different versions of war. I'm being hyperbolic, but there's X amount of, of you know, there's the B war, there's, the F there's war. Nu there's nu the, nuclear. There's, there you go. Right. Uh, uh, w. Nuclear war. Uh, but there's, there's, with all that stuff, A, they start factoring in defensive metrics, which I feel like they really haven't gotten anywhere near having that be accurate. I mean, you standing in one spot versus another spot may affect your range. And is that something a number can really quantify or is that... No, but they we've talked about this a little bit too with the technology. They can actually rate, they can actually look at the very specifics of routes and, sure. and breaks on pitch, or breaks on, you know, routes to the ball. And, and so you can get really nitty gritty about how well someone's actually able to make plays and and you can have actual statistics over these kinds of balls that are hit in this general area how many fielders get to those balls and make those plays and you, there's a lot of stuff that I, I but i don't know how that translates into wzr and right. plus whatever whatever but i think that you can there's the eye test which is you know scouts i think have always been reliable in terms of being able to look at something and someone and be able to tell you whether they're really good at it or not but then there's this other stuff that you can get really minuscule and specific about the miles per hour that the that the fielder is running to make the play and that this fielder could do that and this fielder couldn't do that Sure. Does the scout still have a job in 2018? Yes. Yes. I, I, I'm, they do. They do. They're, they're starting to, yeah, but it's starting to fade away. They do, but it's starting to fade away. It's not nearly what it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago even. Right. I mean, let alone 50, 60 years ago. No, when I go to ball games, you used to always have the scout section. I loved sitting near the scout section during, uh, I'd go to minor league games, I'd go to, to uh, spring training, whatever it was. I love going into the scout. They'd be six or seven of them with their scout hat. With their, yeah. I mean, they were caricatures of themselves. Now I maybe see one. I, I talked to a, a friend, friend of mine who used to scout years ago. He said that he would go to six or seven games a day. Six or seven games a day, he would stay for two, three innings and just go boom, boom, mm -hmm. boom, and be driving all around these small towns in the middle of the country. And he said he would always see the same five, six, seven guys every single stop. He said, now I, you know, it's basically just me. I, I, I don't really see anybody anymore. Really? And it's well, how just, do you know the high school and college talent then? Is it is that also all online? It's all online. It's all videos. It's all, you know, you put together your reel, basically. It's I like see. an acting reel at, at this point now. And they are keeping all... I mean, there are, like I said, there are still scouts. I'm not saying scouts don't exist anymore. I'm just saying it's not nearly... They don't, they don't carry the weight that they once did. Right. You know, and I think that's sad because I think there's a part of scouting that... That's what I'm saying, but the gut, right? And not just gut, it's it's mentality. It's right. great. You can go and hit. It's, uh, uh, what was that kid? I mean, this isn't baseball. Uh, uh, Bosworth or whatever, that kid, uh, Brian the Boz, some football player back in like the 90s or whatnot, who on paper was this like a uh, uh, machine looking dude who was yeah. phenomenal, but his father was this horrifying taskmaster and just mentally screwed this kid up to the point that he showed up in the league and was an absolute bust. Was he a bust? I thought the boss was a, uh, was a huge star for a little while. Mm. Are, are we really talking about football? I'm sorry. <laughs> He's talking about boss. Talking about Who the boss, movies, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. The boss? I want to say Brian Bosworth ended up being in movies. Wow. Like, and like an action like maybe even Judge he's, Dredd. He's, he's bringing out his device to check this. I have to because please I, do because that that I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a plug for the the Cubs and all this as I usually do. 
of course, but because I'm, but I'm also because I'm knowledgeable about it. But I know for a fact that like this recent crop of of youngsters that have come up and done really well, a lot of that was attributed to the scouting, and and not just about their talent, but also about their the the ways that they interact with their families and sure and they're you know discovered about their their quote unquote character. But I think that's proven to be the case that they found these kids who were really solid human beings who could bring themselves to a high level at a, at a young age. But there was a, a, a big scouting effort that was a part of that, that as far as I can tell from the reading that yeah, I've like, about guess, how scouting, the scouting assembled. still exists. It's, it's, it's going to exist for the foreseeable future, but there are certain organizations that do not put nearly as much weight in there into scouting as they once did. And I think that's that. I, I, I'm, I'm definitely a lot of what I, what I, my, my anti-sabermetric stuff is just me, once again, being super hyperbolic. I do think there are parts of sabermetrics that are integral to the game and can absolutely help us um, look at the past and look at how we can do better. But I just feel like uh, when we strip it all down to, well, what's his war versus what's his war? His, his war is two more, so he's clearly a better player. Yeah, that's, I just, that's right. and, it and I'm also not saying that everyone does that either. There's a lot of sabermetricians who don't do that, but a lot of the online pieces I see – it ultimately comes down to like when they do all-star voting, you know, at the, at the like, whoa, whoa, why didn't such and such player get in? He's got five more war than another such and such player. Like, well, that's, you're making it too simplistic. That's yeah. not what baseball is at the end of the day. There's 162 of these things. We go and watch them. That's, that's how we, we figure it out. Now, speaking of watching, we had a chance to watch Brian Bosworth on the big screen for a little while. Okay. What do you think of that segue? <laughs> Uh, former NFL Seattle Seahawks linebacker, the always controversial Brian the Boz Bosworth, only played, as you uh, alluded to, three seasons in the NFL. But during that period, he made plenty of headlines for a mixture of reasons. Uh, he was forced to retire due to a chronic sh uh, shoulder injury, which probably had something to his old man. Uh, <laughs> we then saw Boz pitch as a new action star. He was in a movie called Stone Cold in 1991, and then he went on to be, yeah, I, sorry. So the point is this. I was right. <laughs> That's the point <laughs> of this. Exactly. All right. Congratulations. But I, I now I don't have any of the numbers in front of me, so I don't know if he was a bust. Well, it was just a bust in the sense that he, what the expectations of him were, he was going to be this Hall of Fame. But you're you know, blaming player. his father. They say this is all shoulder related. Well, there was this a one lot. Sentence I read. <laughs> <laughs> From what I remember, and once again, I was seven, eight at the time. Yeah. So you know, I was a He's young considerably man, considerably younger. I was considerably yes, younger. But you know what? Then when he brings up that he was, uh, you were ten in '94. Is that what you said? Yeah. So then all of a sudden, it's like you know what? I can't argue that. That's true. I was leaving. I was again. I had a horrible breakup. I was leaving an apartment that I shared with somebody. Uh, and he was a child. When you were seven. You were <laughs> seven sharing an apartment, having a terrible breakup. It was a Mrs. Robinson situation. Yes. That, uh, which I, we can't even joke about that. I know. Right? I know. <laughs> I know. Right? Are you trying to seduce me? Mrs. Robinson takes on a whole different context yeah, in it does. 2018, doesn't oh, it? Oh, i got to rewatch that movie and yeah. see if it's just even more creepier than it was when I was well, a kid. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't have to rewatch it. We'll tell you. Yes. In 2018, yes. through these eyes. Yes. Do I think it's still? No. Of course. I think it's a piece of art. And we all understand what's happening. Sure. <laughs> yes. I think we put a little too much through the eyes of 2018 in retrospect to things that happened. Yeah, that's you're not my, wrong there. That's yeah, but let, let's transition back to baseball because it's well, a dangerous road. The, in terms of 2018, as you look ahead to the season that's about to begin at the time that we record this, it is. Yeah, this will be a uh, uh, happy opening day, I yeah. believe, when this comes yeah, out. This, this comes is out happy opening day, everybody. Uh, uh, real quick, uh, I know we've been gone for a year. You just interrupted me. <laughs> yeah. You go. But it's all right. No, you go. go. You go. No, you no, go. No, you go. When you look up the phrase interrupt. Yes. That's a word more than a phrase. <laughs> is it? That is the example of maneuver. <laughs> well, you got me all riled up. Go ahead. You go, please. How are you feeling about your White Sox 
because they're, they're from an outsider perspective, it doesn't follow them very closely, but I yes. do pay attention in part because, you know, fellow Chicago team, mm -hmm. I'm aware that it seems like there's a, there's a lot of burgeoning talent about to emerge. Is We're that, about to. I, right? uh, yeah. Now, hang on. Before I answer that, Manisha's this opening day. <laughs> I hate both of you <laughs> with the fire of a thousand suns. <laughs> Continue, please. Day game, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that they because uh, we decided we just had my fantasy baseball auction on uh, yeah. Saturday, and uh, which of course is different than a snake draft in an auction. Yes. You, you got to know a little bit more because you got to know how much money you want to spend. In yes, um, and the only two White Sox that really were of interest to folks were of course Jose Abreu, yes, and uh, to a lesser extent uh, Mancata, and then Eloy Jimenez, uh, who you know yeah. from your Cub days, yes, uh, or from his Cub days. Um, and then otherwise, it's just a bunch of kind of junk right now. What about, so forgive that, me for not knowing the roster currently. What about the the outfielder who would, you know, come to you? Avesal Garcia? No, that that one, but not the other one. Moncada. He mentioned Moncada. No, no. The, um, geez, I'm so sorry. My brain. Of, it's okay. Don't worry. The, the white dude who played right field a lot, uh, made a lot of, you know, like kind of short, stocky guy. What, what am I thinking about? of? I don't know who you're talking about either. I, I, I would love to know. He's a white guy. Um, <laughs> well, that doesn't help. Let's let's look you, it up here. Uh, you're not thinking of Adam Eaton. He's Adam Eaton, yeah. No, no, no. he's with the Nationals. Yeah. yeah, when did that happen, though? I'm sorry. Before last season. Before last Before season. Last See, season. this is how much I... Last season was a little bit of a blur for me because of well, the, you were very the Star Trek. Yeah, it was really with, uh, hard for me to... This new venture. I paid attention to my team, and I paid attention to you know what happened in the postseason, but right. yeah, a lot of the transactions, I'm a little... I feel a little behind in like, really being up on... And I had to, I've actually had to leave my fantasy league in part because I had no ability to manage my team last year while you could not manage summer. it at all you couldn't find any time in the I day mean, for a hobby it was just it was hard <laughs> it was hard because the level the level of competition in my league is I get it. super high and there's so many transactions it's a really deep league we had a ton of like so you know we had a huge roster so it's we have minor leaguers that we can promote i mean it's just like it's not fair to it's them it's too much it's not fair to them you right know? and you need to be in a simpler league yeah maybe but it's still you know because on any given day i may be on set or i may not and while i'm on set it like and with that language of that show, you know, in my brain, it's hard to it, it's hard to get distracted. I so, understand it. You didn't even know Adam Eaton was gone. See, <laughs> it was on the Nationals who uh, were in the postseason that you they just were. Uh, spoke so highly of. I know, but although he was not because he got injured. In yeah, his, okay. His, see, that's see. There you go. And also, it to be fair, comes. your postseason last year, you were a bit distracted in October as well. It's there true. Were some other things happening. There were some other things happening. <laughs> Do Which, I know what? Uh, yeah, I think the world knows. With the with the the, the, the initials KS. Ring any bell? There was a big story by Anthony Rapp last nope. October. <laughs> Doesn't ring a bell at all. I posted very uh, positive vibes on Twitter about it. Thank you. Uh, and I in fact, it. I, I, I'll make I'll make your thing about me for two seconds. Uh, some article uh, <laughs> called me out for being one of the only people, uh, only one of the other celebrities to stand behind you, and then eventually everybody did. No, everybody did. Yeah. And, and by the way, yeah, that's a couple things to remember. Uh, a, not about me. B, not a celebrity. Uh, but <laughs> That's somebody, not true. Somebody pointed out, I, I found that interesting. That, that That's that, really nice, That though. at the time, uh, but then everybody, of course. Yeah. Because everybody... Uh, no, it's all right. No, it, you're, you're not wrong. That that was that kind of 24, 48-hour period after everything happened. There was a lot of kind of walking on eggshells of what can we say, what should we say. Dummy over there gave 
the world's worst apology in the history of apologies. And so it was kind of like, what do we do? Well, people, people reacted against that right away. That, yeah, that's right. People. Yeah. Sure. But I, just, I think, but, they, it, but, but you, and you know, you got some backlash on that. Like why, you know, the, the, all yeah. the usual rhetoric, why wait now? Yeah. What's in it for you? What it's are you, best. you know, F off. How about that? <laughs> and that, and, and, and that, and then when, you know, the same with, you know, with the, with the Louis thing, uh, yeah. you know, I was, uh, I don't, these people, you, and then the folks with the Louis thing. Not again. Not that I'm some heavy hitter, but it felt like there needed some support. Yeah, and, yeah, well, it's appreciated. Uh, yeah, I well, believe I thanked you at the moment. I believe I, I had a text message. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I guess what I'm saying is. I'm the hero of this story. <laughs> Thank I, you so I, much. What I'm saying is I took down Kevin Spacey. Yeah, there you go. There <laughs> Legendary you go. comic, Jimmy Pardo takes yes. down House of Cards. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, no. So, so you were justifiably yes, a bit distracted last year. Yes. But going into this year, so sadly, uh, you will also be filming from April to October-ish. I mean, we don't know the exact date at this no, point. No, I just but found it, out that we might be going, yeah, like into November. But you oh, fantastic. Great. No, it's, I mean, it's, I, this is not a complaint. Oh, no, I'm it's complaining simply, because I'm also selfish and I want our podcast to do yeah. infinitely more episodes than we're going to be able to do this year. Well, you year. also yeah. want to go see games with your buddy yeah. and you, you want all of that. Exactly. Yeah. I want to be able to hang out with my buddy. Like, I, it's, we went to one game last summer. That was it. We did just one. Yeah. Just one. And it was in Toronto. It was opening gaming. day in Toronto. Yeah. It was, and, and you showed up in like the fourth or fifth inning because yeah. he was on set all day. And it was just one of those, it was, it was really, I guess, I, this sounds like the dumbest thing in the world for me to complain about when, you know, my brother here is no, cast not, on this fantastic you're, television you show. Your, you miss your baseball buddy. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I think it's sweet and, and nice. <laughs> it's nothing to mock. There's something nice that Jimmy Pardo said about someone. I know. That's As a reminder, strange. I came to your defense on the World Wide Web. <laughs> I'm a very good man. But so this year, do you feel like uh, you're going to be able to manage that, that any better or is it just still going to be... I mean, it just depends. I, you know, I just don't know any given day what my workload is going to be like. So, you know, it just depends. I, I'm going to be able to, I'm going to do my best to, to follow. You know, what I did a lot of last year was watch clips after, you sure. know, so at the end of the day when I would go home, I'd watch. And that's, that's a fun way to watch a game too, though, honestly. It's, you know, you get mm -hmm. to watch the highlights of the really fun things. And I love, look, I feel really lucky. I don't, I don't know how you feel these days about Hawk Harrelson. <laughs> But, you know, we have, I mean, I feel like our radio guys are great. You yeah, know, Pat, great Hughes, Pat Hughes. Pat Hughes. I, I will listen to him call anything, you know. And then and, who's in there with the, give me the initials. I, 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 I want to be able to guess who, who's this side. Ron Coomer. Yeah, Ron Coomer, who's yeah. kind of fun. The thing about Ron Coomer that cracks me up is that it sounds like he's always, like, he'll, he'll talk and he'll, like, you can tell that he's losing his breath by the end of the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, right. so he's like talking and he's like, he's about to take it, but he keeps getting, he keeps talking, you know, because right. I think he's a little overweight and he's a little out of shape. And you like, so I, I worry about him a little bit. Okay. You know, Lord knows Pat Hughes had to live through the, the sad, you know, the sad demise of, of his ex-partner right. you know, in the booth. So I'm just, I hope that Ron sticks around because I think, I think they have a good chemistry and they're good together. I do like them yeah. together. Do you remember the Randy Hundley uh Experiment when Ron Santo couldn't be there and they had Randy Hundy in the. Uh, I don't know if I listened to enough. Pod, well, he's uh, a little uh, cowboy. Uh, got a little cowboy going on. Sure. <laughs> not that this is cowboy. But not that, again, I'm not an actor. But Pat was so patient with him. Like Randy would go off and, you know, that you know, that's like hitting a banjo with a two by four up a yes. donkey's ass. Yes. And then Pat would just go, that's right, Randy, like a donkey. Yes. And just yes. that very patient, kind. Yes. That's right, Randy, like two and two now. Yes. I love Pat Hughes. Love yeah, him. I love him. And to, you know, and to get to play his call of the last out of the World Series. Yes. You know, so are you like, able to listen on set at all? Or that's all stuff that you have to do? That's, that, that would be at home. Like on set, I could have my iPad, 
with me at my chair with the game playing, but I could sure. I did that a little bit last year, but honestly, partly because the way the set is set up, the the lighting is kind of all in the set, so there's very little time between. Normally if you if you've ever been to a movie or a TV set, any of you listeners or you folks here, there's sometimes you do a scene and then you could wait 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour between setups. But on our set, it's sometimes 10 minutes, five because, minutes. Because everything's kind of already- It's all there. It's there. And it's so efficient. It is. So, I, they're sad. I, I did go check out the set and it, they've built like, they, they they built the ship. It's yeah. like a giant amusement park. It's mm -hmm. one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It's so there's, massive. There's very little downtime. So I really, you know, and sometimes then there's like a, pay, you know, a scene that's three pages of like really technical dialogue. Uh, if I start to get my attention and you know, you know me when I'm watching a game, I'm like really into it. It, 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 it I start to feel like I'm doing, I'm, I'm now trying to do the gesture for the, our listeners of rubbing your belly and hitting your head at the same time. It feel it starts to feel like that. So then what about, so you, uh, are Jimmy are, uh, you travel, you know, for, for the podcast for stand up for whatever yeah. you're, you're in, you know, you, when you're traveling and whatnot, do, is there anything in you that tries to match up with ball games at all? In, or? in the old days. Okay. In the old days, I uh, very much cared about that. But now, uh, like I'm going to I'm going to Providence this weekend, uh, and I'm bummed that the Red Sox are not in town. I believe they're starting. Uh, would you have tried to go up to Boston and sure. see a game? Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I've never been to Fenway. Oh, what? So I would have. Uh, well, I've never been to Boston. I've never been. Really? Yeah, You've I've never been to Providence once to before. Boston there was no do, game then. No, to do your. No, no, no Bostonians. They, 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 they don't like you don't in Boston. <laughs> I get a lot of requests. I just never. Uh, so, wow. so what are the I what are the top three ballparks that you haven't been to that, oh, that you I want have to? not been yes, to? Haven't been to that you want to? Well, I guess Fenway would have right. To be That's why I said top three. Right? Let's, let's do the other two. Um, well, I mean, I haven't been to Yankee, uh, the new Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, but um, when you say uh, top, right? You know, one did you had you been to the old one? No. Oh, all right. Then yeah, you do have to go to that one. Where are you? <laughs> I uh, I didn't get to the East Coast very much. Are you coming to New York at all this summer? Uh, for it, the turnaround is uh, oh, it very fast. Uh, June the second, we're going to be doing a uh, live Never Not Funny at the Bell House in Brooklyn. Ooh, I like the Bell House. And, it's a nice uh, little venue. But we are leaving. Uh, we get there. I get there that day, and then leave it. 4 a.m. the next that's morning. No, that's no bueno. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, that's bad planning. What are you doing? Uh, What's I, so important? You got to get back here. Life and son, and uh, all yeah. that. You're, you're non-baseball playing. Non he's still not into it yeah. at no. this point. He's still not into no, it. Although the other, uh, I did tell this story uh, at the at my fantasy baseball draft. Uh, as I was leaving, uh, my son Oliver, who's ten, was asking me, you know, what am I doing today? And I explained to him I'm doing <laughs> fantasy baseball, and and I said, and so here's the story I told. Uh, to the guys, because we were all sitting around talking about how you know, we're 12 nerds spending 11 hours drafting baseball players. Are you in person? For this draft, we, we are. Oh, wow. That's oh, yeah. Fun. Everybody flies in from out of the country. Oh, or, that's no, awesome. I mean, I'm sorry. Other states. And yeah. we all, uh, it's either here, Vegas, or Chicago. That's cool. Oh, and that's it's really the greatest. Cool. And some of these guys I don't see, I won't see again until next draft. Wow. And these, so these are old, like these are just people that you collected throughout your life, or are these? Yeah, it's, uh, the league's been going for 25 years, and I think uh, some guys have been in about 20 years. Other guys have only been in maybe five years because people yeah, you sure. know, drop out and yeah. realize, why am I doing this? <laughs> uh, but I love it. It's the greatest day of the year. But I said to him, uh, uh, yeah, my son, when I was leaving here today, I said, uh, he's like, what are you doing? And I said, um, I'm going to fantasy baseball. And I had explained it, you know, you're drafting these players, but it's more like you're kind of really just drafting numbers. It doesn't matter who the player is. You know, you, uh, you want the best numbers. And, and, uh, and I said, but, and you're getting your 10 and maybe in five or six years, if this league is still going, maybe you'd be interested in joining. And he said, uh, I'm good. 
<laughs> so then I come home from the draft and I tell my son, hey, I told that story uh, and you got a big laugh. And he goes, dad, that's not what I said. I said, okay, good. Aww. Yeah, he was like, I was like, oh, but this you're just so ready for him. <laughs> I'm so ready for crap on me. Because uh, he's how old now? He's, he's 10. He's 10? Wow. Yeah. I feel like this is about an age. In the next couple of years, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in the next couple of years. Because I feel like this is, because you still haven't taken him to a live game yet, correct oh, or no, no? he's been to several live games. Oh, so what is his feelings when he's at a live oh, game? Oh, it's just long and boring. It's yeah. just long and boring for him. Is this at Angel Stadium or, or Dodger Stadium? Uh, it's been uh, Angels, Dodgers, uh, Comiskey. Well, what is no right. Comiskey, but the G spot now. We were, at, we were at the only game that they won versus the. Uh, uh, may have still been the Devil Rays. In, no, uh, with what? him because Devil Rays changed in like oh four or five. Oh, was that earlier that changed just the Rays? Yeah, yeah, the Rays changed quite, you know, you know quite a while ago. Right, he doesn't know anymore. It's all, it's all Vulcanism. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know. They don't have baseball in Star Trek. What is it? Trigons? Tr trills. 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 Man, what's the tribbles? Klingons, tribbles. Tribbles. So wait, you're not a Star Trek person either? Oh, no. For the most part? And I mean, And you know I married into the Star Trek family. All right, yes. thank God. because I, I don't yeah. know anything about it. I enjoyed this season. The Star Trek Discovery is a, is a fantastic television show. But and I, easy to access. It's not my fault. I know it's not. <laughs> that that it's not the good wife, the good fight. Good fight, right? Yeah. You guys uh, are both get, and I've been on both shows. Is that true? Yeah. Well, a little crossover. <laughs> yes. Same character. A little Stamets over there <laughs> in the good fight. In here. <laughs> <laughs> this makes no sense. Uh, I don't. You know, I, I I hear what you're saying about this is the age where he might. Uh, uh, I think my, I actually believe my way into baseball with him is probably through fantasy because he likes puzzles and he likes math and he likes figuring it out so if i can get him to be interested in that way oh this is my guy oh i yeah. have that guy i think that might be a way but then i think for, i think fantasy has been great for baseball in terms of that for a lot of people oh, i think and so like it just helps appreciate the, the entirety of the game as well as the fact that anyone can watch any game and Did, any player in any game if you have the subscription too that just helps too that right. you can really it's not it's not you don't have to be so localized anymore. sure now well, he did love the playoffs last year and of course the the world series he loved them he he like i think he enjoyed seeing me get so into it. Oh, so but also cool. with, with the Dodgers being in it, I, I, I had several... Mm. Really? Oh, we watching the Cubs. Well, I'm more talking about just the the excitement in the city of Los Angeles. I was getting texts from friends of mine who couldn't care less about football, football about baseball, saying, is there something baseball-related happening right now? I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, every single barista, every single cabbie, every single Uber driver wants to talk to me about baseball. Yeah, but they do that if, if, if the Kings are in the final. Like, you know, this town is a... This is the town of bandwagon jumpers. It's like... <laughs> Everybody's like, hey, how about the Kings? And yeah, that's the hockey team, right? Yes. yes. Uh, and then it's like, I, I don't care. Oh, you don't care? It's like, you didn't care yesterday. <laughs> Why are you judging? But, you know. but so, he did, so that wasn't a part of it. So it wasn't like at school kids were talking about it more, so no, he felt like no, more. No, okay. No, I think he just kind of dug, uh, you know, because you know, you're watching it late into the night because it's East right. Coast games. And sure. I think he kind of liked that the day was winding down. He's watching his dad get, you know, excited about a... Anthony Rizzo hit or whatever. Yes, and yes. It was... Uh, and does he play at all or, or or not really? You know, he played, and here's the truth, and I may have spoken about this in one of my many other uh, appearances <laughs> on the program. Uh, he played Little League at four, five, and six, which may have been maybe a year too early, hmm. A. And then the last year, uh, he had a coach who, I will tell this coach's face, he was awful because he 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 picked all the good players and so they had like too many kids on their team. And so then they had to rotate some kids out. And my son was one of that they rotated out. And uh, my son was good. He had great hand-eye coordination. He was a good hitter, uh, but was treated 
uh, like because he's short, was treated kind of like that he wasn't going to be good. And this coach at seven you years old. You should have prepared him for that, Jimmy. To oh, the lifetime oh, of what it feels like. I, to on a daily basis, I Be short him. and treated uh, <laughs> But I would tell this coach he was horrible. I ignore his chatter. I, um, I'm just happy that I'm not the, the subject of this ire. Normally, I'm the well, one who's attacked. He knows that in uh, one hour's time, <laughs> yes. uh, he walks back into the store to do my podcast, and <laughs> the tables will turn. Yes, he knows that. So uh, he gets it in on his show. I'm a gracious guest. I accept it, and I move on. The point is, <laughs> my son had a coach who, for t- little kids, did a disservice to these kids. Yeah, no, I will bad. say we yeah. had, I mean, this was years ago at this point, but my buddy James, uh, the, the, our, our uh, Rockies episode we did when mm-hmm. we were in Denver, <clears throat> excuse me, and he went on for 20 minutes. Uh, and so this guy, he owns a sports magazine in Detroit, and he's or in, in D- Denver. He is very, very, uh, sports is his life. And he went on a 20-minute rant about Little League being the worst thing on the planet for oh, kids right? and just these coaches being all, and the parents and everyone, just the adults ruining Little League for kids. And, yeah. and he's not wrong. I've seen it with now a lot of, once again, my friends who have kids who they're not necessarily baseball fans, but their kids want to play. So they text me asking me for advice and whatnot. And oh my goodness, the stuff they tell me about these coaches. Well, you know, our coach thinks that we should get a try, you know, a personal coach at home for this, oh, that. Wow. I'm like, what the? your kid is seven. Yeah. No, no, he should not get a personal anything. He should go out there, be have fun, be silly. Yeah. And that's the other thing. This coach was not letting them have fun. Like, if a kid booted a ball, he got mad at him. It's like, yeah. he should be seven years old. He should yeah. be booting a ball. He... Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely a, a, a different... Uh-oh. Did, uh, Did something just, something yeah. just, just happen here? Uh-oh. Are we still recording? I think we're still recording, but... I think it's headphone. My right? headphone just Hang on, let me uh, get the popped out. Yes. Hey, <laughs> get mad out here. Nope, they went to lunch. Oh, all righty. Well, um, well, we're hearing out of one ear. As it's long as okay. it's still recording. Yeah, I think, I think it's yeah, still recording. Okay. We're good. Does it look like it's recording stereo? Uh, <laughs> I think we're recording. Uh, yeah, I think we should, we should be fine. Uh, I'm trying to think. I may have. What did you kick? I didn't kick anything. You I'm kicked. No, here, are you playing with this? I'm. Yeah, I mean, this is the only loose thing that I've got here. Hello, hello, hello. Nope. Oh boy, Matt's not here. Uh, like I said, it, it it seems to still be recording, so we should. Well, here here's the thing. We we don't need headphones. No, exactly. We're just talking to we're, each we're other. Still, just, so uh, <laughs> if that as long as that's still working. Yeah, that's still yeah. working. We're good. All right. Edit point. So the <laughs> and we're going to leave it all one, in. We're leaving it two, all in. Three. <laughs> we're back in. Hi. No, no. We're leaving it all I, in. I don't have my headphones anymore. Well, I, I can't hear you either. Anything you're saying. <laughs> I'm really debating leaving all that in. I think I'm going to. Sure. All right. Why not? Boy, that debate didn't last long at all. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really debating leaving this in. I'm gonna. That's it. That's it. So uh, yeah, I mean, just just to put a button on that, it is the the. Uh, I have a buddy of mine who who is in the minors with with the Giants, and we were in New York. And he was visiting me, and we went to go at, in Central Park, and there was a bunch of little league like uh, uh, teams just kind of practicing. And he and I sat. He's like, I don't, I just want to sit here and watch them for like 10, 15 minutes. And it was really cool to watch him watch the little league kids. And he was like, man. Like these are, and he was going through breaking down why the coaches on the field were so fantastic. He's like, these coaches, I wish I had coaches like this mm. when I was a kid because like they're, the the drills they were doing, he was like, these are great drills. He's like, we don't even do these drills in the minors. Um, but he's like, look at, and he pointed out to one of the guys, he said, that guy over there is clearly the fun coach because every time like a ball gets 
rolling somewhere, he runs and like throws it behind his back, throws it between his whatever, and like he's trying to keep it light and silly while the other guy is kind of more the hard ass. That's yeah. and he was and he mentioned he's like, I honestly God, I don't think I've seen a coach like this. He said, I don't know if it's New York, I don't know if it's it's just these guys are a travel team or whatever they are. But like, every other experience I've had with Little League recently has been horrible. Mm. So I think you know with with Oliver that that may be just kind of the case there. And yeah, but it, it but it's turned him, and he. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You can I, really I, ruin I, a kid's love, love for the game to get back into it because uh, you know because I did it as a kid even though I sucked you can tell so this past postseason is pretty recent history where did yes. he was he getting involved in watching the games themselves or just your excitement like was he I think he was enjoying my excitement yeah and being part of like rooting for something yeah well, that's what my um, mom says. My mom loves going to baseball games. She couldn't care less about baseball, but she loves going to baseball games with me because she says she loves watching me watch baseball. Right. She just sits there and it gets her. She has no idea what's happening. And she's like, don't explain it. I don't care. I don't need to know the minutia of it. But when you get excited, I get excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get mad, I get mad. And it's really kind of fun to go on that journey with you. And so I think for the live game, if, if you know, we, we play a game called the dollar game when I go with my buddies, uh, uh, familiar with this, you're, you're just a gambler. I got a problem. There's no question. <laughs> I got to be, uh, money has to change hands at all times. Uh, the dollar, if we talk about the dollar game, no, it's very so. simple. It's uh, like, let's pretend the three of us go see uh, Cubs versus Dodgers um, at Wrigley. We would pick our Dodger players first. We would each pick uh, two or maybe three players from each team, uh, like around Robin. And if your player gets a hit, uh, everybody pays you a dollar. And if, you're, uh, if your player hits a home run, everybody pays you two bucks. If he makes an out, you pay everybody a dollar. If he strikes out looking, you pay everybody two bucks. And so there's always money. And then you do the same for the Cubs. You pick your players. Sure. There's always money changing hands. And you... Uh, Who's the arbiter? Who's keeping track? Is there one person? Oh, you, do, you have singles. And you... Uh, you uh, so just, you're, it's up to you. You just got to keep money. on. That's, that's a, and the weird part is, and A, it keeps you... And you're two guys that don't really need to... Uh, you're into the game. But for folks that aren't, right. it keeps you focused. Oh, is this my guy? Oh, this is my guy. And then you're rooting for your guy. Sure. And then... Uh, but at the end of the day, you either lose eight bucks right. or win nine. You know, like you don't really yes. uh, win that, but but it's enough to keep sure, people. Sure, sure. So I think yeah. once my son uh, gets the gambling gene, <laughs> yes. that that may be a way to well, again. I think he I've already said, has a gambling gene. Whether yeah, it gets activated, exactly. he's yeah. got to activate. Well, yeah. I think I've said yeah. this every single year, and in, in the four times that you've been on oh, this podcast, he's not going to a game with you, Manu. <laughs> He's not. He, it's gonna happen. It's never gonna I'm happen. I'm gonna show. He I'm, doesn't want to go with me. Why would he want to go with strangers? Well, just not me and him. I'm saying me, you, him, maybe Danielle. We can all go. Rephrase. Okay. First of all, Danielle, Danielle has got less no, interest than Oliver. She texted me at one point saying she that she would being be kind and polite <laughs> to you. First of all, she's wondering why you have her email and you're texting her at all. That's a. I'm B, texting her through email. There's you go with yourself. <laughs> B. Uh, they don't. They don't want to go. They don't want to go to the baseball game with you. I have a... <laughs> I don't want to go to the baseball game. Excuse me. I'm kidding. We had a great time when we went to the World Baseball Classic. That was amazing. That was, honestly, I. Yes. that was one of the most... I've been to a, a thousand baseball games in my life, and... and that was one of the more unique. I mean, Anthony raves about uh, he's seen baseball in Japan, and I've never oh, yeah. seen baseball outside. That's my one regret at this point. I mean, it's going to happen at some point. I've still never seen a professional baseball game outside. I mean, outside of Canada, outside of North America, we'll say. And uh, the atmosphere in that that atmosphere was great. Now, game. the only downside was that the 
United States blew it out early. Yes. And I was I was looking like I I got a, admittedly got a little like patriotic pride yeah. going there of we're going to root for our country in these finals. The finals the uh, our team never should have even made. Yep. And then when it was a blowout it's like, oh, we don't even get the I'm not even getting that. Exactly. So now I just get to watch people look at John Hamm as they walk past. <laughs> oh, there you go. You were sitting near him? We were sitting with him. We were. We went with him. We went with him. Yeah, it was. So you were sitting near him? <laughs> yes, I was. I was. Uh, uh, Munish insisted he sit directly next to John. Did I really? Or did I just uh, sit uh, down where I was told to sit down? Oh, Munish. Oh, and Jimmy. Then, uh, and then I forget that woman's name, but she was a, she was wonderful. Oh, my goodness. I'm forgetting her name as well. She's Edgar Wright's producer, one of, one of yeah, Edgar's producers. She was wonderful, um, lady. She's a, she's a British woman who yeah. knew nothing about baseball. I think oh. she'd been to one baseball game in her life. Did but, she enjoy herself? Uh, you know what? To your, to, to his, in his defense, she did get wrapped up in Manisha's energy and him uh, explaining the game and, yes. and, and so forth. The one thing that I am confident in my abilities to do in life, I'm bad at 99% of things in life. The one thing I, can attest. I am <laughs> genuinely good at. I'm grateful I got this acting job. I don't have to do that many games anymore. <laughs> no, I, I since I, I was 18, when I was in, in college briefly, uh, I, I lived in D.C. before the Nationals came to town, and I bought season tickets to the Orioles. And I would go 45 minutes each way to go see games at, at Camden, and I bought two season tickets in left field, and I would walk around my campus asking people, have you ever been to a baseball game? And if they said no, I would take them to Camden. And my batting average of getting people who had never been to a baseball game to become fans on some level, I'm not saying I turned them all into us, but they all 100% at least enjoyed their time there and mm -hmm. said they wanted to come back to another game. That is one thing I do pride myself in being able to take people who truly couldn't care less about the game and show them how fun and, and entertaining it is and, and teach them a little, about the, a little bit about the game in a non- abrasive way. Right. I know I'm abrasive in any other aspect of my life. I can attest. Once again, cut. <laughs> but at a ballpark, I used to thank you for saying that, because it no, was... I, 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 yes. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Do you have any such claims you uh, can make? Of him? No, be of you being able to turn people into a baseball fan. Mm -hmm. Oh no! <laughs> no, I turn them into gamers. They run, they run away from you. Yes, <laughs> uh, screaming. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> I, I, no. I, but another thing, we, you and I have been to a couple games now, and we've I never played the dollar. We've never played the dollar game though. So the next time we go, we've got to play you and me. That's well, you're true. a skinflint too. Eh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he's, kind not of a, he's very generous. A no, no, he's very generous. No, he's very generous. Very generous. Am I? Yes. Well, I, I don't believe I've ever paid for a ticket with you. No, you And not. I find that to be outrageous. <laughs> that's what, when you, that's, that, well, I, maybe that's the reason why people like going to games with me. Because when you go to games with me, I also, I take care of everything. The tickets, the food, the mini helmets. It's, I want to give people the best experience possible. This yeah. is the thing that I truly love more than anything else on the planet. And it's meant so much to me, not to get maudlin on it, but like it's, it's, this is, I know how much this sport can mean to a lot of people and what can do to a lot of people and i want to be able to share that with as many people as humanly possible are you going to a game while you're here uh no i'm actually so i uh, i was thinking about that and instead i'm taking the red eye tomorrow night and i will be at comerica park at 1 p.m for opening day that's on detroit Thursday. for people for the people so i'm going to the yeah. opening series in detroit instead oh that's gonna be a long season for you brother it is but you know what so here's what i i say about detroit <laughs> listen they were they won the world series when i was one year old one years old one, one year, year one year. year old human i should say uh, so they won it in 84. I was ex right. I was a little bit over a year old. And uh, from that point until my adulthood, they were the worst team in baseball. They were losing 100 right. games every year. They lost 119 games in 2003. They were I, – I grew up 
watching garbage and loving garbage and thinking you know, Bobby Higginson was my hero as Dude, a kid. I, 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 I'm a White Sox guy, so I right. know exactly what you're talking about. So you get it. So when, when 2006 happened and I got to go, I got to take my dad to the World Series and watch the Tigers, you know, completely forget our pitchers, forget how to throw the ball to first base and just our bats go cold and lose. But I got to sit there behind home plate watching the Tigers with my dad and I cried and it was one of the most incredible things I've ever experienced. <clears throat> Excuse me. And over the next 10 years, I got to see the Tigers compete every yeah. year. We won two pennants, you know, and I'm still a guy that truly loves and appreciates pennants. It's hard to win, you know, uh, that many are games. There people who don't appreciate yeah, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Pennants? Yeah. There are people that, well, I guess. Well, for the while, the Yankees. I yeah. Guess. I guess Yankees, if, Cardinals, et cetera. Like, it's just that uh, we, you know, we no, want to. I, I don't really don't think the Cardinals fans are the kind that get really like overall, like get mad, like think that their team failed if they don't win the World Series. I, I could be wrong. I mean, there's some, of course, there's some faction of any fandom, but I don't think they, they get do, that way. They are very vocal on uh, social media. And you stuff. know, we talked about yeah. that. It, it'll be a future episode that you guys will, will, will hear, but we had a wonderful guest and we're not going to name yet. We're going to tease it out, but he is a Cardinals fan. And we talked about that exact thing where it's got, it's, you got to be careful. And I've got to be careful about comparing or, 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 uh, when you look at the online fan base, you cannot extrapolate that and say this is the real fan base. I remember a couple years back after the Royals won the series, and all of their online fans were just, they were voting for like uh, Omar Vizquel or just like for, for horrible or, or like marginal players to go to the All Star game. Omar and so Vizquel the, was a terrific ball player. <laughs> but not that season. Not so that season, though. Yes, I loved Omar yes, when he was a Tiger, was a but that season, yeah. he was just, not a great yeah, second baseman. Felt bad that it, Omar got, had to get hurt. Well, he was the only name I could pull because he I was know, just, he was a marginal guy. And that year, that year, that year. Thank you very much. And he was leading the all-star voting at second base or whatever. And they had like nine all-stars on that team. It was like, no, was it was the, eight. That was the Royals, right? It was yeah. eight Royals and, and Mike Trout. That's what it was that year. Yeah. It was like eight. And that really, I was like, all right, you guys, this is ridiculous. And I think it may have been me and you. I think you and I went to a game in Kansas City at, at a certain point that season. And that whole first half of the season, I hated the Royals. I was against the Royals. I hate, 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 hate. And I showed up at Kaufman. And the second I got in that parking lot, I was like, was oh, great. shoot. Royal Blue, huh? I forgot. You guys are the, really the, awesome fans. And you we guys were, were really in, kind. Speaking of kids, we were sitting in front of this family. Oh, yeah. Three or four young kids. Oh, that and was they adorable. were so into the they game. They were loving it. They, they were, were so, it. that was adorable. So I think that's a big part with the, what is it? The best fans in baseball, Twitter account well, yeah, or whatever. The thing about the Cardinals. There, there are some despicable, there are some despicable people who get picked up by this, but it's, but it's, that's the vocal minority. Yeah, that's but, that's yeah, the loudest voices yeah. who don't represent the rest of the fan base. Right. I mean, right. I've, I've talked about it many times as much as I want to and need to hate the Cardinals. I can't there. They are, they are fantastic. And they, it's, it's 06 was a horrible experience watching the Cardinals beat the Tigers. Tigers, but they are. Which what? was worse, Cardinals beating the Tigers or the Giants beating Giants, the Tigers? Giants, either Giants, because the Cardinals beating the Giants. I mean, Cardinals beating the Tigers. I did not in a million years expect us that year to go to the World Series. Uh, we it was once again three years out from losing 119 games. Right. That was Leland's first year. That was uh, Pudge's first year. That was you know I expected us to get better. I didn't expect us to overnight go mm -hmm. to the series. 2012, uh, I really thought that was a team that had a, a chance to really do some damage. And that first game, when Verlander gives up the two home runs and Al Albuquerque gives up the third to yeah, Pablo, yeah. it was like that. And also, that was <laughs> game—so we got swept in that one. 
Game four, I had the flu, and that was the night the Hurricane Sandy hit and made me homeless for six weeks. So, like, just that whole experience was just the worst. But the even worse than that was 2013. Losing to the Red Sox in the 2013 ALCS, that was the year that I did my first 30-stadium uh, tour. And my plan, my grand plan was going to be I was going to do this 30-stadium tour in one summer and then, fingers crossed, go to the World Series to watch the Tigers, blah, blah, blah. And that was the, of course, infamous... Ortiz uh, Grand Slam with that security guard with the hands up, if you remember yeah, that or whatever. I remember that image. And the first, I think, three games of that series, the Tigers had no hit the Red Sox through the first five innings. Yeah. Like they were straight dominating them, yeah. but the bullpen was the hottest garbage you've ever seen. It was horrifying how bad that bullpen was. And so, yeah. I mean, do you have. Uh, do A you love got, of Omar Vizquel? Yes, I do. Right. You have 2005, you have 2016 now. So you guys I also ha have. I mean, I have other years. Well, that right, but really I'm saying, though, no, but as far as just World like, Series years, as far as being able to reach that pinnacle, I would assume 2003 is going to be your most heartbreaking year as well, a yeah. as a Cubs fan. I, you, yes, and I mean, so that was that was like the ultimate heartbreak in terms of the drama of it. But there was it was terrible to watch like 0708 get swept both both times in the first round after having dominated the regular season to just go down so meekly. It wasn't as heartbreaking, but it was really 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 hard to watch okay. it, it what was felt, the year against the padres was it the padres where they also got no, no that was 80, 80 no no no, no 90, that was 8 90 no was it, no no it was the diamondbacks in oh, uh, the it was the, it was the dodgers and it was the dodgers in uh 07 and then the and then the and then the diamondbacks in 08 i think if, if i have the years correct in terms of getting swept out of the first round the padres was 84 but what was the one in the late 90s or 98. No, I might be getting confused about the timing. Because <laughs> the, 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 the year that they were the wild card team was 98. Then it was 98. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm thinking of. But the Padres were the one, the team that prevented them. No. I'm I, getting, I, I, there's I, one year where the Padres prevented them from going farther. Like they had the lead in the series. And I think it was 84. It was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, and they almost were going to go for the first time past the first round of the playoffs. And they didn't do that. They were well, poised the to win won the World Series, so thank was, you for, yeah. for laying down for us. So you and know. for a <laughs> wow. and then for a, a uh, White Sox fan, yeah. What is your is there is there a year that kind of sticks out as oh that well, was okay. well I, I wasn't a baseball guy in '83, but I would imagine '83 had to be heartbreaking, you know when they won you know they led the division by 20 games, um, but. Uh, uh, in my, when I came back to the game in 91, I would say 94 with the strike, as I mentioned. Right. Uh, and then, uh, you know, not being able to follow up 2005, where, you know, uh, was it seven, 2007, where they went to, back to the playoffs? 2008, I don't remember. So six, six, you didn't go back to the playoffs in six? And I don't think we did. I don't think we yeah. went back in the, the very next year. I think yeah. it was a rough year, or, or I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't remember it, You know, I don't remember what I did yesterday, so well. I can't remember everything. <laughs> Do you have of the current players, Jose Abreu? Is he your guy, or I think so. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, though I like this Jimenez. I'm hearing a lot about Jimenez. Yes, uh, it's it's interesting how they just are just a bunch of guys. What's well, the, the AL Central? The, sorry, guy. I said the AL Central is going to be just very interesting this year in general. I think you know the Indians are obviously everybody's favorite, but the Twins. Are I would say the Twins look really squad. good. The Royals and the Tigers are clearly going to be fighting for the you know we want the first pick. Both of yeah, us are going to be Sox fighting for that. Be third place, just just playing baseball. But I'll tell you this, I I wouldn't be shocked because you guys have Rodriguez as your manager now, correct? 
Uh, I like him. No, uh, Ren, 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 Renteria. I like him. I like much. Ricky Renteria yeah. quite a bit, actually. And I, I think too. he could weirdly make you guys more competitive than you need to be. And because and, I think I think there's some there's pitching trouble. Sure. You know, there's. I, I, I but also, like I said, you got 19 pitching? games, you got the Tigers to beat up on. Who is pitching? Well, we have we have a big game. James Shields is our <laughs> opening day starter. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Reynaldo Lopez is game t- uh, three. Uh, Carlos Rodon. Uh, and Giolito will be great. And Michael Kopech will be great. Where is Rodon these days, like in terms of his up and down? Because he has moments of greatness. Yes, he does. I don't know what he. I, I, I hope that he's great. He yeah. might be injured. Uh, yeah. Uh, as we speak. All right. Well, as I speak, I don't know why. <laughs> as we, uh, that's right. We alluded to this earlier, but I do yes. think that we should probably get to this at Wrap this point. Uh, well, <laughs> I think the money. Let's go. Let's, let's figure out this. This what? Who owes what money? Now, once again, for the Refresh uninitiated, our memories as to what we bet. So this is this is for the uninitiated. Uh, this is what we call the Pardo bet. The first year, it was something along the lines of, uh, well, so. It's twenty dollars per category. There's four categories. Oh God! How much am I? How much did I lose? It's going to be very interesting. Um, the first year that we did this, it was Tigers, it was Cubs, it was White Sox. We all picked uh, players that we felt were either going to lead the team in home runs, strikeouts, etc. Right. Or interleague play, uh, what the team standings were going to be, etc. <clears throat> so two years ago, that was fine because the White Sox, Tigers, and Cubs were going to be... I mean, the Cubs were clearly the best, but the White Sox and the Tigers weren't hot garbage at that point. So we were fine. Last season, uh, we, we emailed and we said, hey, can we not do records this year? Because clearly the White Sox and oh, okay. the thing... So we did, we did do one record. The interleague record is one of the categories. The other categories are uh, team-leading home run, team-leading strikeouts for pitcher, and then your recommendation, team-leading stolen base. That's right. You said, I want to be able to win one of these. The, so I feel I, like... I don't even know if I you mean, so, so uh, forgive me. So we didn't have to pick the players themselves. You just had to say that... No, no, no. You picked the players. Oh, I, I have... I have. Don't worry. When you say team leading, though, that means that that could mean that it would just be whoever... Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. I mean, that was just... That was our Wording. assumption. Wording. That, our, I'm sorry. Our assumption was it was going to be team leading. Okay. These are... I have the players' okay. actual okay. numbers. Right. Don't okay. worry. Okay. It's written okay. down. Okay. I don't even remember who I chose. Uh, so, Wait, all right. stolen bases from the White Sox? Yeah. You were very excited about that one. You want... You specifically requested that oh, as a category. Jesus Christ. Who did I pick? <laughs> Tim Anderson? You did. Oh, I lost this bet then. <laughs> He stole like 11 Well, so bases. the first year, 15 I, I can't remember at this point, but I definitely lost money. You lost money. And you, Anthony, made a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, although, <laughs> yeah. and I wish I still had it right now. I had an IOU in my wallet for the last year and a half here in Jimmy Pardo's handwriting. Oh, and I owe you money? <laughs> you do. You it. owe me 20 from the first one. Oh, that right. I totally forgot. All right, I'm paying that right now. <laughs> all right, here's that 20. All righty. that up your ass. Thank you so much. Then, I will take this. Uh, I hope I have enough money <laughs> to pay the couple of these other bets. <laughs> no, this is, I'm telling you, I was, I, so I did the, I did okay. the numbers on the flight out here. Okay. And <laughs> I think you guys are going to be very, very shocked. I'm going to say that. Very shocked well, who, at how who this... Who did he have for stolen bases? Well, let's go. Right. So here we go. For home runs, Jimmy Pardo chose Todd Frazier. Okay. Anthony Rapp chose chose Chris Bryant. Uh-huh. Oh, I might have had a chance. I might have a chance. I have choice. I, of course, chose uh, Miggy. Okay, so I have a chance. Todd Frazier. 36? 16. Oh, he had a bad year. <laughs> Chris Bryant? 37. 29. Oh, boy. Predicted for 37. Miggy? 16. 
So we pushed on that one, and oh, you wait. beat you. So it's not just... Oh, it's all of us. We're all yeah. playing against each other. There's 20. So 20 each, gentlemen. 20 each. So right. I got 40 right but now. But we pushed, so right. we're fine. I got 40. You guys so each have minus 20. I didn't know. I may have misunderstood part of this bet. This is your bet. You came up with this bet. I thought it was like, okay, he wins... It's me against you, you against him, me I against him. I thought it was him. all of us against. No, so no, no, no. no, no. no. Oh, I don't have enough money on me. <laughs> You're going to be fine. Don't worry. Okay, here we go. Strikeouts. So this is an interesting one. Oh, who did I pick? Who do you think you picked? It's a very interesting choice considering the, the two teams in this room. Well, I, I picked a White Sox player. Yeah, you did. But maybe but one who became a Cub. There you go. Oh, I picked uh, uh, my friend Jose Quintana. Yeah. You did. So uh, he oh, had. Well, not my friend. <laughs> he had 109 strikeouts with the White Sox and 98 with the Cubs for a grand total of 207. It's not a bad year. Okay, but who did you have? Arietta? Let's Arietta, go to let's right? go to Anthony. Oh, I might have won this one. Yeah. Anthony chose John Lester. Oh, yeah. He he was he was striking people out a lot. The not year nearly before. as much as you needed him to. I know, the year before he struck 180. Out oh. Yeah. So that's $20 going Jimmy's way. Yeah. Back to me. All right. Uh, of course, a big Verlander. So he had 176 in Detroit. Oh my God, he destroyed us. And 43 in Houston for 219. Thank you very much. Thank right. you very much. So I'm, I'm zero in Manisha's and Manisha. And I now have 40 dollars. Yeah, but so you're in, up 20. I'm up 20. Oh, I am up 20. Yeah, you know what? Give me that. Give me that 20 from last year back, so okay. that we could kind of keep track of. That's fine. Of what we're doing. Here. I am up. I am up 20 here. You know, but I, I, again, no, I, no. Now you're even. Am I even? Yeah. Oh, I am even. Oh, uh, boo. Okay. Next. Stolen bases. Mm. Tim Anderson, 15. Yeah. Who do you think you picked? I'm going to guess you took Javi Baez. There you go. Yeah. Javi? 11. 10. 10, yeah. So that is 20 from you to you. <laughs> I, I have, I have, it's, it's, in, I, it's in the, it's in my wallet. In the uh, what are you doing here? I texted all of you to bring money. What are it's, you it's in the car. It's outside. Here? I'll get it. All right. All right. Fine. I'll get it. Uh, I Do picked. I make a note of this? All right. It's all right. Kinsler with five. 14. Oh. So 20 to you. Oh. You give me 20. Yeah. So you got to remember you owe him 20, yeah, yeah. you owe me 20. Yeah. And now finally. Okay. This Inter is the one interleague play. Mother, we all owe him money. Yes. <laughs> so the interleague play is. Six and fourteen for the White Sox, twelve and eight for the Cubs, and we push eight and twelve for the Tigers. So you give me twenty. So basically, Jimmy and Anthony pushed, Manish and Anthony pushed, and Jimmy owes Manish twenty bucks. That's what that that's. You mean you're saying total after the yeah. end of the day? After, after at the end of the day. Oh, I understand. At the so end of the day, you don't have to. You don't make out. any money. You don't yeah. make any money, and I make twenty dollars. All, right, no. <laughs> All right, forty plus last year. Right, here's your twenty, and then here's your twenty from the past. Thank you very much. Oh, and I am and that very is glad. Great radio. <laughs> 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 See, now aren't you glad that we did this on, on the clubhouse? We may do it again on my show. <laughs> <laughs> so for those yeah. of you listening and never not funny, we're recording this one first, so you'll let us know yeah. if we bored you by twice. The stolen base total for hobby. Yeah, only ten. I mean, it's it's well. What are your low? 
Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. You played a lot of games last year. But you guys weren't running as much as you did last year. I, yeah. I remember watching a lot of games, and I don't know why. I don't know if it was a managerial decision. I don't know if it was just, I don't know. But you guys were not running the bases as much as mm. you did. It may have been some of that, uh, what do they call it, uh, World Series fatigue. Mm. Just those legs getting a little bit of, of extra lead in them. Mm. Uh, so I guess, you know, I want to, because we, we are going to have to record uh, Never Not Funny here pretty yeah. soon. And so uh, I want to wrap up. But uh, I just kind of want to go over, uh, normally we like to keep these evergreen and whatnot, but since we are coming out on opening day, I figured mm. maybe uh, we just kind of talk about what we feel our team's going to do this year and how we feel going and, into and the, the season. And the bet for this coming season. Let's do the bet on my show. Okay. All right. We're going to do the bet, bet on your on, show. On, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, well, I am feeling really good about the Cubs. I mean, seriously, they had a really good spring. And of course, that doesn't necessarily mean they're anything. They're also great. <laughs> yeah, but they're like, it just feels like they kind of have cleared out some of the cobwebs from last year, some of the hangover thing that I think wasn't, was, you know, having an impact on them. Sure. And they feel like really kind of grounded and ready. I mean, that's just, you know, anecdotal. It's again, sort of the gut test, but numbers wise, but also just like a feeling about them. I feel like they're, they're like just ready to kind of like keep building forward so i feel pretty good about them all right yeah Mr. I, Pardo. I, I love i love them i love them i love the team in general but i love this particular team a lot i do too they're really I good people like this cup team yeah and 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 our manager who i got to meet and talk to did i tell you that no yeah when i sang the national well, throughout the first pitch right sang the national anthem he made a beeline literally i don't i don't mean to he made a I'll, beeline for me to to say hello it was it one was of the cooler really things exciting. i've ever seen really cool. it, it, uh, you've been you've thrown out first pitches I have, correct uh, yeah and and pitch just one time oh just the once okay yeah. um the the i've i've been on the field for national anthems before and cuz the first pitch is different you throw out the first pitch and you're kind of shuttled off and yeah. whatever but with the anthem you're standing you know at home plate and the entire team is standing two and a half feet away from you watching you do this. Right. And as I will say this so you don't have to. I was standing there and 99 out of 100 times when the anthem is done, the same thing happens. They, sh you know, they, they quickly take him off the field and, you know, get into the stands or whatever. The millisecond that he finished the final note, Joe made an absolute beeline for him you know, with his hand out and started geeking out over him. He was geeking out over Joe. It was really kind of a fun, cool thing to watch. That's great. Uh, was he a Broadway guy? Is that, I don't know. Uh, he didn't say specifically. He just was like really complimentary and just really warm. I mean, it was like two minutes, you know, minute and a half, but oh, it was just a really nice engagement. He's also taller than you think he, I think of him as sort of like a small guy. I do, yeah. He's tall. Yeah. I and mean, he was, and he was, he had like presence as Did you imagine. Did he play the game? No, he was. He never played the game. I mean, he maybe minor league player really briefly, but right. he he was in the he was in sort of coaching and managing from right. from for many 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 years. So, yeah, he never was a major league player. No, no. Yeah. Uh, all right, now, Mr. Pardo, how yeah. are you seeing the solid the... third place? That's my prediction. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know they're rebuilding, and I think next year they're going to be great. great. I mean, how, You're you know, saying great with some with some tweaks. With some, I think they'll. I think the young kids are going to are going to bloom. And then next year, they're going to have to do some free agent signings. So 2019, and, yeah, and you to think, enhance that team. And you, how long has Renteria been? This will be our second year. Yeah. Second year, yeah. And you were, you've been happy with him, right? Like overall? Well, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, you can't be mad at him for... Yeah. I mean, I, When I, you guys had a fire sale last year, where yeah. it's just like, you know, what can you do when you get right. rid of all your stars? Like, so you can't it's, blame, you know... Uh, do you miss Chris Sale? Well, I mean, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. So sure. Of course. But he's also a crazy person. Were you mad at him for the uniform fiasco? <laughs> Only because that's my favorite White Sox uniform. <laughs> And the fact that he hated it drove me, made me mad. 
Uh, although the, the, when they did the, that throwback jersey, they made them incorrect. Yeah. In my opinion, they made them too big and blousy. Yeah. They weren't big and blousy. They right. were loose, but they weren't down to your, you know, the, your mid thigh the way that these new versions. So I understand why he wouldn't want to pitch in it because uh, yeah. they made them wrong. I don't blame him for that either. I, I actually, I happen to be in at oh god, US not USL. You know, it's guaranteed rate, guaranteed or whatever rate. it's called now. Yeah. Field. The, uh, uh, commis, new Comiskey with a big. Downward arrow. Uh, but I was, I was, losers. I was there two days after uh, that thing happened, and I've got some friends of mine in the in the front office there, and I was kind of hanging out and asking them, I was like, "What? Ex- please explain to me what happened." And they just said it was, honest to God, the craziest thing. You just have to laugh. Like you can't get mad at it because right. it was a crazy person that just came in with scissors and just started cutting everything up. And he's like, "What? You can see it happening in front of you, and you're just so it's like an out of body experience. Like what?" I can't stop it. It's a crazy person right. with with a sharp object. But in his defense, they're not going to make him wear those then. <laughs> yeah. like, that's the only way to get out of wearing those things. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's that's tigers. Probably, I mean, the tigers are going to be awful for. I mean, I would say two years. I think we're going to be truly awful, and I'm absolutely fine with that. Being patient. And who's your manager? Uh, <laughs> Ron Gardenhire, who is oh, already yeah, right. annoying Tigers fans oh, around. Really? Oh, because he's got Jordan Zimmerman starting opening day over Michael Fulmer. Michael Fulmer is clearly going to be the future ace of the Tigers, but he is this old school guy who thinks, you know, that's the you guy who earned it, the yes. veteran. Yeah. But Zimmerman stinks. I couldn't agree with you more. It's, it's. I'm sorry, urine in the. Did no, you he said urine stinks? Zimmerman stinks. It depends what you <laughs> Zimmerman. No, Zimmerman doesn't stink. Zimmerman is one of those. He's either brilliant or horrendously bad. He's on bad. the downslope of his career. Yeah. And no, I, I. Although I, the White Sox have James Shields starting on opening day, and uh, Oakland's got uh, Kendall Graveman for Christ. So, like, there's bad opening day pitchers. Is my point. This is very. I don't true. know what my point is, <laughs> but that's my point. <laughs> So uh, I want to quickly, uh, so we are going to wrap this up now. Why did Kendall Graveman get hurt in this? <laughs> He's not even part of the conversation. <laughs> so so, name. so for those really of you name. listening, since I, I did interrupt Anthony earlier, I, I want to continue what I was going to say, you know, whenever that was, 45 minutes ago. Uh, so just to give you guys a little bit of an update of the Clubhouse podcast, what's kind of happening. Uh, we... Took a year off, obviously, because Superstar had to go track the stars, and he's going to be back. You know, uh, I don't know anything. I couldn't make one Star Trek reference there. Uh, I'm, I'm going where no one has gone before. There we go. He's going where no one has oh, gone should, before. I'm boldly doing so. As boldly doing it. Uh, so unfortunately, this year we're once again not going to be able to come out with uh, a weekly. So uh, you know what? Let's 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 try this. Tweet us. So we're going to have a handful of episodes, six, seven, eight episodes to release this year. So do me a favor and tweet at us at Clubhouse Pod. Do you want us to just go ahead and release them in one go? Or do you want us to release one one a month so that you get one one every single month of the baseball season? It's, you know, you you let us know how you want us to, to kind of uh, put these out there. But we want to really thank you guys for kind of being patient with us and sticking with us. Uh, what do you think we should do, Jimmy? You are a You're professional podcaster. I'm just I'm, I knew that. I just want to throw you off there. I like one a month. One a month. One a month? He All likes right, well, it. He I, likes it. I don't like the idea of dropping them all at once. It's like a book I'm sorry. What I mean all at once. I mean Columbia House Record Club. Well, I'm sorry. What I mean. too many coming at once. I don't like that. Okay. When I say all at once, I mean, let's say one a week or one every two weeks, I should say. I'm sorry. But I meant all at once. Should I do it in one go as far as doing it? Once a week. Once a week or whatever. Or should we do it once a month? Because if you're timely. If you do anything that's timely... Well, we don't really. This is the only one that's timely. The rest of our episodes... Have you never listened to the Clubhouse podcast? No, you have not. not. I don't care for either host nor the format. It's true. It's true. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you often yeah. find yourself repeating thing, repeatedly being a guest on things that you don't like over right? and yeah. over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So okay. yeah, but so so thank you guys so much for for kind of being patient with this, and and I promise we will figure out a way to make this work uh, next year and and moving on and whatnot. So uh, yeah, with that being said, thank you, Jimmy. Thank you Always guys for a delight. having me, Mr. Pardo. It See, is. I can, I can be nice to you too, and I can be nice to you. I I enjoy uh, your company very much. It's getting very <laughs> tense in here. It's getting very tense. Really, the knives really? are about to come out. You may not know what the word tense means. <laughs> I have to use the restroom. Mr. Rap, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Mr. Pardo. Thank you so much. I play ball. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. We will see you next time here in the clubhouse. You can follow Jimmy at Jimmy Pardo on Twitter. Anthony is at Albino Kid, and I am at Rounding Third MJ. To contact the show directly, we are at Clubhouse Pod on Twitter and Clubhouse Podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing your baseball stories, so keep sending those in, please. As always, please rate and review us on iTunes. The Clubhouse Podcast is expertly produced by Zach McNeese. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome week. <laughs>